Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm your host, Joe Santagato. I'm your host, Greg Dybeck. By the way, guys, just want to remind everyone about the Patreon. We did do a follow-up episode with an older episode where we had the woman who was actively cheating on her husband with her massage therapist. We followed up with her to find out what's been going on since then. So you can check that out at the Patreon, patreon.com slash OPL show. It only costs a dollar uh, to sign up and support the show and be able to listen to that episode. So yeah. Anyway, Greg, what do we have today? Today, we finally have an episode that I've been waiting three seasons for. Oh, boy. It's our ghost episode. And I feel like a lot of listeners have wanted this, too. A ghost story? It's not a ghost story. I mean, I'm just saying. Because you said finally. like, Well, you've been looking forward to it. I've been looking for a way to get some sort of ghost stories. Why? And it hasn't why because ghosts freak me out yeah and i like that feeling you like what feeling out. being freaked out yeah like it's late right now yeah i mean you refuse to shut the lights off it would be pitch black in here that's fine that would just not be a suitable environment to podcast but i like being scared do you i do i, I, I enjoy the feeling oh i don't like it it's like an adrenaline rush no that's scary reminds you that you're alive jesus well, I, I know you, <laughs> i know you hate ghosts and you have been against a ghost episode, but I think... This is not true. <laughs> I'm not a fan of ghosts like, yo, what's up? Haunt me. I'm just like, you know what I mean? In my mind, I've been wanting a ghost episode since the start and you haven't let it happen. You've just I have been not turned it. anything down. I know, but in my mind. But I think we were approaching it wrong. We were trying to get ghost stories kind of from people who have experienced... Something. Something. And it just, it never really worked out. Uh, but then it... It just finally hit me. If we want a ghost story, let's get someone who has been hunting ghosts for a living. Wow. A ghost hunter. A ghost hunter. Technically, the politically correct term oh. is paranormal investigator. That seems more fair. That sounds professional. A ghost hunter sounds like he walks in there with a cage and gets it out of there. Right. He just kind of, he's just like, yeah, there are, there's one here. And I think Ghost Hunter was made popular by the TV show. Right. Which I can tell you from looking at this guy's website, he's, he doesn't like the TV shows. Hates the TV shows? No. I think he thinks those people are sellouts, that they're obviously, you know, not true or exaggerated. Right. But this guy, his name is Anthony Duda. Mm-hmm. He is a paranormal normal investigator in New England. I believe he's based out of Boston. Uh, we'll let him tell his story, but basically he's been doing this for a long time. So this, this guy has literally dedicated his life to, I guess, helping people out who you know have a place that's haunted or want to connect with deceased loved ones. And I'm sure he's got some crazy stories for us. I don't know how this is going to go. But then people, when it comes to ghosts, they're always just like, they're either like, yeah, it's fucking bullshit and like whatever, or they're like on the fence, really. I think like a very small percentage are really like, yo, I, yes, they're real. I know. Because do you know anyone who's had encounters or like, yo, I saw a ghost? I, yeah. don't, I don't know anyone personally. 100%. Really? I have some, yes. Uh, my, in my family, actually, my little cousin, this gave me chills. And I heard this recently. Mm-hmm. My uncle passed away years and years ago, um, fairly young, I think in his 40s, around 50. And uh, my little cousin, who at the time, I don't know, I'm bad with ages, but 
let's say he was like four or five or something, whatever kindergartners, I don't know. And he was in, uh, he was in his house eating dinner with his family. And he kept like looking out of the window and giggling like during dinner. And his mom was finally like, Hey, what, like what's going on? What's going on? Like what, what's funny? What's out there? And he said, uncle Richie's outside. He keeps making me laugh. That's what he said. Damn, that's creepy. And then I guess it continued. And then a few minutes later, he said, can you shut the window now? I don't want to see this anymore. Whoa. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. And and he said it on numerous occasions about my uncle. I think once he was like coming up the driveway and he said, oh, Uncle Richie's by the car. Whoa. Yeah. You got to throw that kid out. <laughs> <laughs> the omen. Um, yeah. So I've, there's that. I, I've, I've heard some other people have, you know, stories where they... When like they they believe you know right. I've had one friend who I like wakes up at night sometimes and claims there's like literally a person like in their room or on their right. bed that doesn't go away like when you turn the lights on or anything like that like has seen them for like oh, prolonged the, periods of oh time. they turn the lights on and everything yeah and there's just a person standing there yes but see see stuff like that because I think I've had that also where I'm like oh, I think there was a guy standing at my the edge of my bed but. I don't even know if I was awake or not. You right. know what I mean? Because like I've had dreams that like uh, it was an obvious dream and I was in my bedroom. Mm. So I was like, if that's why it felt so real. So it's like one of those things where it's like, I don't know if I was awake or not. Yeah. You know? Which I think is, those are the sort of experiences that most people have. Yeah. So it, that's why it's just kind of up in the it's air. Up, yeah, exactly. But I mean, do you believe in ghosts? I, I don't want to say no because I, I don't want to, you know. It's one of those things. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I yeah, I honestly my real answer is like I just don't know enough. I haven't like looked in. I'm sure I'll know some more after this, but maybe maybe he'll sway us. Maybe with he'll the sway. Yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. All right. Uh let's give uh, Anthony Duda a call. Hello, Anthony Duda. Anthony, how's it going? It's Greg and Joe. How you doing? Hey. Hey, how are you? Doing well, thank you. Uh, so, Joe here, by the way. Um, we just got a little background uh, on you. Uh, you know, you, you've been hunting ghosts for a while, right? Uh, yeah, a long time. It's it's uh, been a paranormal investigator, actually, for about 40 years. Ooh, 40 years. So, uh, what got you uh, started in, in uh, this industry? Well, it, you know, it's something that's always... It, it's actually something that started in my family. My my mother's uh, um, family, they were right off the boat from Ireland. So they brought a lot of that with them, a lot of the superstitions, that type of thing. And it wouldn't be uncommon to go to an aunt's house and they're in the middle of a Ouija board session or a seance or something like that. Not so much my mother, but, but the rest of the family. And so it was always just, uh, I, I grew up with it. It was always just around me. Interesting. So you decided like i'm going to turn this into a career for the next you know 40 years um i'm just curious of like the process of uh you know what happens someone says hey i ha i think i have a spirit in my home like do you have tools or what do you bring there or how does it go okay usually it's it's uh, i'm usually contact usually i'm i'm one of the people of last resort uh, I usually take, I've been, like I said, I've been in this for a long time. So I take a lot of the 
more difficult cases. My phone rings 24 hours, you know, seven days a week, so I can't take every case. But uh, are, are there that many people reaching out? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. It just it, it doesn't stop. And, uh, you know, I never even wanted a website. I only had I've only had a website for the last, um, I don't know, six, seven years, something like that. I never wanted one. Um, but I put a website up only because to clarify some of a lot of the misconceptions out there. But, uh, yeah, so someone will contact me uh, either by email, by phone, by text, and it goes from there. You know, a lot of things can be resolved without, you know, without having to go to the property. In other words, a lot of things are just misidentification. Um, you know, they could be something very mundane, uh, very normal, but, but someone takes it as paranormal. So, you know, and a lot of times, you know, they'll have a group go out there. You know, these these people see these things on TV, and they they start a group, and they go into someone's house, and they stir it up, and they make it much worse, and then it's sort of clean up on aisle seven at that point. You know, so then we have to go in and sort of, uh, you know, clean up the mess. So, yeah, and and so that's basically how people people get a hold of me. If I have to go, you know, I'll go and and interview them. I have a 50-question questionnaire on my uh, website, but no one ever does that. So I usually have to do that with them uh, once I get there. And, uh, yeah, I have equipment. I have a psychic that I, I, I work with, uh, that I've worked with for many, many years. And, uh, you know, 95% of the people that say they're psychic really can't do it. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily mean that they're fooling, you know, trying to fool someone else. They could be fooling themselves. They really think that they can do it, but they really can't. But he really can. Uh, neither one of us has ever charged a penny. Uh, you know, as, as long as we've been doing this, we've never charged a cent for, to, uh, to do this. So how, how does that work and why? What's the reasoning behind not charging? Well, he feels that if he, he feels it's a gift. So if he, if he does that, um, you know, he, he feels it be charged. He charges like so many, so many so-called psychics um, have gotten into the, you know, the, the business and they, you know, they've sort of gotten greedy. You know, they've been on TV. Not that everybody on TV is bad. I'm not saying that. Or they're, they're writing books. They do this. And it just becomes sort of a business. And he didn't want it to become that way. Uh, he just w- feels it's a gift and he shouldn't charge for it. Uh, for what I do, I don't. I just don't think I should charge for it. I'm really in the helping people business. Um, and, um, you know, I, I just never charge for it. It's, it's something that I've never done. Really, if a psychic investigator or a paranormal investigator says they're going to charge, you should run as far as you can because that's usually a tip-off that something's not quite right. So I've, I've read that before when I was doing some research, looking for some people to reach out to for this. I, I saw a few people say that, that this isn't something that you know people should have to pay for. Um, but that's true. I mean, you're saying your phone's ringing off the hook 24-7. You've been doing it for 40 years. Uh, so is this not the way that you support yourself? This is just something that you're constantly doing on the side? It's not. You're, you're correct. It's not the way I. I've been doing this. Um, I've been doing this professionally um, for, like I said, for many years. Uh, but I, ha- I, I worked a regular job. If you want to call, you know, I worked in law enforcement for many years. So I did that, and and it got to the point where I just said, you know, I want to do this for full time. And I made some good investments, and um, you know, I didn't have to be paid. And, and, uh, you know, and this is how I work and this is what I do. And, and, and you know, it's, it's, uh, the, my website, it says New England's paranormal investigator. And that's a little bit of a misnomer because actually I, I, I'm all over the country and all over the world. 
you know, in Brazil, Japan, you know, UK, everywhere doing investigations. The only thing, you know, we accept, of course, is like travel fees and things like that. Mm-hmm. But for the investigation, uh, you know, we never charge. Wow. So I kind of want to bring this back to the beginning, the origin. Before we called you, you know, we were having a debate like the average person probably has, you know, the simple question, do you believe in ghosts? Do you believe in, you know, paranormal activity? And for us, having not done so much research into it or not giving it too much thought, it's it's tough to say yes. You know, it's it's if we haven't had experiences ourselves, it's it's hard to say yes. Obviously for you to dedicate so much time to this, at some point I'm assuming you made the decision that yes, you believe I mean well say ghosts i don't know if there's a better term but you you know you believe in ghosts you believe in paranormal entities and things like that how how did that happen was it an experience that you had well first of all there's a pattern to the paranormal and you see it over and over again if if you've been in this business and i don't even like to call it a business because that you know that sort of you know puts money into it but if you've been into this field you've been in this field as long as i have and you haven't formed an opinion then you should be flipping burgers to McDonald's because you're in the wrong line of work. Um, that doesn't mean that you don't go into every investigation skeptical. I still do, you know, and I still use my law enforcement uh, sort of techniques and sense for that. But actually, this started for me, the, the paranormal, my first paranormal event was all the way back in 1962. So that tells you how long ago that was. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, and it just, it just, it's something that's always followed me around. Uh, some of the things that I've seen, some of the things that I've witnessed, there's just no explanation for. And who do you call? I mean, I, I hate to sound like like sort of the, the Ghostbusters movie, <laughs> but you just don't go to the yellow pages or you look up, well, now you can look up online, but you really have to be sure, you know, who you're letting into your home. So, um, and that's why I, I, started, I started a website, because I wanted to... If you look at my website, it's not it's not like call us and we'll come you know look for ghosts and get them out of your house. It's basically what to do in certain situations, and these are the situations that I've seen over and over again over the past forty years. So uh, so yeah, I've seen a lot, and that's just kept me going. You know, I'm not I'm not a researcher, and people that say they're researchers, you know, they you know these groups, they're full of it. They're not researchers. Uh, you know, research went out a long time ago, and it went out in the in the 70s and early 80s when when university parapsycho- uh, uh, psychology departments had parapsychology sort of uh, departments, wings, offshoots of that. That was the real research. But these groups that are out there now, they're they're not doing research. Hmm. So, are you able to share what that experience that you had was in? I think you said 1962. 1962. Uh, okay, I can tell you exactly. Um, my uncle went down in a submarine called USS Escalar, and it went down in 1944. It was its maiden voyage in World War II. They never found the submarine. We've since fe- think we've found it. I've been searching for it for like for decades with with a group of people around the world, and we're going to have eyes in the water next year where we think it is and make a positive identification. But uh, they never found it. It just went out on this maiden voyage, and it basically disappeared. And if you look online, like on Wikipedia, it'll have what the government, U.S. government, thinks happened, what they what they suggest happened to it. But nobody really knows for sure. And what we've uncovered is, you know, what the government thinks happened to it really wasn't what happened to the submarine. Be that as it may, back in 1962, every year my mother used to take me to J.C. Penney at the time it was called Penney's, and to get my picture taken around my birthday. 
And so she'd have a picture like sort of around every birthday, at, you know, every age. And I remember sitting in there and I was young. I was only four years old at the time, but I remember this as clear as, as, as yesterday. And I was in the room. The photographer was in the room in front of me and my mother was in, in the room. It was this little, basically a booth, a stall. And he was trying to get me to, to smile and for the picture with this. He had this stuffed, it wasn't a stuffed animal. It was like this blow up toy, like it's sort of a beach. It was a cat. It was sort of like a blow up cat. It was very strange. It was blue, but the, the picture's in black and white. And uh, he was trying to, and I wanted no parts of this. You know, I was just miserable that day. I wanted, didn't want to be there. And I clearly remember hearing someone in my, my ear say, look at that idiot, a male's voice. Look at that idiot. He wouldn't last a day on the boat. It wasn't until many years later that I realized that they, in, in Navy, they don't call submarines ships. They call them boats. My aunt, who is sort of psychic, psychic it's my only living uh, aunt, actually, on, on my mother's side now. They're, they've all passed. But she's still living. She's in a, in a, in a nursing home. And she, had, she always used to say, uh, tell my mother, uh, Joey is following him around. That was my Uncle Joe, the one, one that went down on the submarine. Joey is following him around. Joey's following him around. I see him following him around meaning me. And my mother used to say, don't tell him that, you know, you'll scare him. You'll do this, you'll do that. But she always used to say that. And that has sort of followed me all the way around. I mean, I actually saw him one time uh, many years ago. So, and I'm not necessarily a psychic person, but, uh, but yeah, so that has sort of kept me going that and the quest for the USS Escalar and helping people. You know, I, I actually uh, feel that I'm doing some good. Wow. So, when people call you, what are they usually requesting? They want you to just kind of give a diagnosis or they want you to get rid of something, and are you able to get rid of something? You can never guarantee that you can get rid of something. That's another thing. If someone says they can guarantee they can get rid of whatever is in your in your home, if there is something in your home or your business or wherever, if they guarantee that, tell them to leave your home and run as far as you can because because they're not telling you the truth. If something is hell-bent on staying in your home, especially if it's sort of a non-human entity, you could have the Pope come in, in there and do his song and dance. It's not going to get rid of it. The best you can do is put a Band-Aid on it. In other words, that's sort of temporarily uh, send it away or lessen it. But when it comes roaring back, it comes roaring back you know, twice as, twice as bad. So what I will do, usually I get a call, you know, and I'll get calls, you know, I'll get calls at three o'clock in the morning if I'm awake and I'll answer the phone and someone will say, there's somebody standing at the foot of my bed. Who is it? Question I have to them is, well, did you ask? Because that would be the question I would ask. And then it just, you know, it sort of goes for there. Some people don't want to really get rid of it. They just want to identify it. Um, You know, some people want to get rid of it. Some people, uh, want just a sort of uh, physical evidence of it, whether it's an audio recording, an EVP uh, recording, or if it's a video or a photographic evidence. So everybody wants something different. Um, you know, some people are just happy to live with their ghosts. So Joe, actually, you, you asked this, uh, I think it was like a couple of days ago because we were talking because we knew this episode was coming up. <clears throat> and I think you just said, like, what is a ghost? Like, what do you think ghosts are? And that's my question to you is you just mentioned, you know, your uncle who may have been following you around, but you also said, I think, non-human entity. So what, I guess, what is the definition of a ghost? Um, From your experience, I guess, what 
types are there? I mean, is, is this like a range or a spectrum? Are there good? Are there evil? How, how do you break it down? Well, you know, when you're talking about a ghost, you're talking about a human entity, somebody that was alive on this plane. Now, you know, when someone passed, they're the same person over there as they are over here. Like if someone was a jerk here, they're a jerk there. If someone was nice, I mean, Mother Teresa didn't turn into an axe murderer when she crossed over. I mean, she's still the same person. Think of it this way. When someone passes over, and again, you have to take everything I'm saying. I am not the 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 carved in stone expert. No one is. And if anyone says they're an expert in the paranormal, that's another that's another thing you have to run from. But again, this is experience over the years. When someone someone crosses over, think of them as not going to like a place. Think of them as going to another dimension. Think of them as going to sort of a halfway house. And when they pass in the that halfway house while they're there in that other dimension is sort of a it's 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 really adjustment dependent. It's not time-dependent. There's no time on it. Time is a human concept. So when someone crosses over, they could be right in front of you, but you can't see them. You know, they could be right in the room with you, but you can't see them because they're, it's sort of another, they cross into another dimension. A haunted house isn't haunted 24-7. There has to be a portal, a doorway to go from their, their, their uh, dimension to our dimension. So when I say ghosts, spirit entities, that's when we're talking about people that were alive on this plane, whether they were nice, whether they were bad, whatever, they were once human and they passed on. When I'm talking about non-human entities, they're the hardest ones to get rid of. And when you hear, um, like somebody is hearing growling in their home, or they're being scratched, or they're being bitten, I mean, if it's on the up and up, and if the person really isn't psychotic or something, but if, it is, if it's on the up and up, that's usually a non-human entity. That's not a, that's not a that's not a human entity that's biting and scratching and doing that kind of thing. Once you open that door, once that portal is open, whether it's whatever way it's open, sometimes it's something that someone does, sometimes it's something very negative that goes on in the home that opens up that portal. Once that portal is open, anything can come through. So you can get the good, you can get the bad, you can get non-human entities, you can get formerly human entities coming through. So that's what you really have to look, uh, you have to look out for. But somehow a portal was opened in that, in that home, that business, wherever it may be. And they're not great interior decorators. It could be behind the refrigerator, it could be in the shower, it could be in the ceiling. It's not someplace you would put a doorway. It's just whatever room, if you're in a room and you feel uncomfortable or always felt uncomfortable, or a pet won't go in that room, or the temperature fluctuates wildly with no, really no explanation in a room. That's usually where the portal is. Hmm. Yeah, I've heard the temperature thing before. Is that how you identify it mostly? Is it like cold spots or something like that? Not necessarily. I mean, that, that could be. Uh, what you know, you hear the, you hear the, uh, you know, when when you hear these old wives' tales, these these things, these sayings that have stuck around for generations and generations. The reason they've stuck around for so long is there's usually a grain of truth to it. And when you think, when someone says the hair went up on the back of my neck, or I felt the hair go up on my arms, you know, you hear that expression. There's usually some truth to that because when these things materialize, there's usually a, it causes a lot of static electricity in the air. That's what causes the hair go, to go up on the back of the neck. That's what causes the hair go up in your arms. That that's that's what makes you feel very strange. It could be the temperature, but there's a lot of there's a lot of things. I mean, some some entities announce themselves with a scent. Uh, it could be a very bad scent. It could be a perfume that someone wore when or a cologne when they were young, uh, when they were alive. It could be, you know, the scent of a cigar or a pipe or a cigarette, something like that. 
Hmm. From your experience, are these, uh, is it mostly positive or like, is it majority of the times like a loved one trying to, you know, connect with someone that is still living or have there been negative cases that you've been involved in? There's been negative cases too. It really, it really, there's, there's no, it's, it's really about equal because, um, a lot of times when you go into a home, you, you're, you don't have the provenance. You don't know what went on in the home. There's only so much research you can do. And apartments are notorious for this because a landlord, if something bad happened in an apartment, if the landlord knew about it, he's not going to tell the person who, who moves into the apartment because he's going to open himself up for you know privacy considerations. And he's going to, he's, he just wants to rent that place. So yeah, it, it could be, it could be both ways. And you're not, you know, you're not only considering just a typical haunted house. Like you see, you know, that's, that's what you see on, you know, movies and on these shows, you crazy shows you see on TV. You know, there's that where, where a spirit is connected to the home where it's, you know, someone that used to live in the home or it's a former owner or something like that, that just is still connected to the home, even though they passed. It could be the, it could be the land the house is on the structure is on. Something could have happened on that land well before that home was built. The third type, that's that's the second type, and there are several subtypes. The third type of haunting is something that someone brought into their home. And uh, jewelry is notorious for this. If you pick up a piece of jewelry from a a secondhand store or an antique shop or a flea market, there's a lot of emotion a lot of times that goes along with that, like an engagement ring or a wedding ring or something like that. You can bring bring in more than you bargain for. eBay is bad. This is really increased because of eBay, because you know somebody brings something into their home. You have to look, and you have to look at the timeline. You have to say if someone's lived in their home for 20 years, nothing's ever happened, and then all of a sudden, boom! One day, something things start happening. You have to go back on the timeline, and you have to ask the person what happened just before this started. Did you get anything from eBay? Did you bring anything in from a secondhand store? Did you do a Ouija board session, a seance? Did you do anything like that? Because that's usually, you know, you can usually pin it down to that. Once you do that, then you work backwards and you can figure out what it is and how to remedy the situation. Interesting. And uh, I've heard some things about sage. Is that something that you know about? That's nonsense. Oh, like burning sage? <laughs> yeah, like burning sage. Like, I heard that before, too. Because, I mean, I, that was another thing I wanted to ask you, just like a general, like, what do you think are the most common misconceptions about uh, ghosts or, you know, supernatural beings or whatever you want to call them? Paranormal, sorry. Um, what are, like, the most common misconceptions that you kind of come across? Well, you, you come, uh, there's a lot, but, I mean, the most common ones are... Um, you know, someone had to die in the house for, for, for something to be in the home. You know, it had to be in the home. Not necessarily. If someone lived in, in, a, in a residence and they, they passed somewhere else, you know, they go back to where they were the happiest. They're not going to hang around in the cemetery They're with, with, with grass and granite. They're going to go back to where they were happy. If they were happy in the home, that's where they're going to be, even though they may have passed, you know, in a tragic accident or circumstances or, or a hospital or something. So that's a, that's a common misconception that someone has to, to pass on in a home for it to be haunted. Uh, another, another thing is that, uh, again, that, it, that they're all human spirits. Not necessarily human spirits. I mean, you know, as as I as I talked about, you know, it could be a non-human entity as well. Mm. What would a non-human entity be exactly, or or where would that come from? I hate to use the word demon because that's so 
overused. I mean, everything now on TV is demonic, demon, this, that, the other thing. And again, you have to be very careful when you go into someone's home. Like these groups that you see on TV that, you know, or, or the ones that, you know, see what's on TV and they start their own group, put a website up. When you have someone go in your home, they better damn sight know what they're doing. If, you know, it's all right to go to a cemetery or a public building and do their little Scooby-Doo routine and you know, go ghost hunting, that's fine. But when you enter someone's home, you can cause so much damage and you better know what you're doing because the family dynamics are there. If you go in and you say um, you have a non-human entity, uh, like a demonic type of thing, if you get somebody that's a little bit unstable or someone that's, you know, suggestive, you don't know where you're going to send them. You don't know if you're going to send them over the edge. You don't know what the situation is. And it could be, you know, you could end up with tragic circumstances. Mm, so totally. I don't like I don't like to say the word demon, but a, a non-human entity is just an entity that was never alive on this plane. It's just, a, and they're always negative. It's a negative entity, and it just wants to make your life miserable. Basically, it wants to defeat you. And uh, some people... Negative attracts negative. So if you get somebody that's a negative person, and, and, and I'll tell you what, pe- people are notorious for this if they're going through a very hard time in their life. Like if they're, if they, these things always attack the weakest link in the family. So it, if someone's going through like uh, a, a substance abuse problem, an alcohol problem, a mental illness problem, that doesn't mean they're, they're a weak person at all. They, they could be very good people. It just means that that particular time they're going through a very bad uh, portion of their life, time in their life. That acts like a beacon with these things. And if that portal is open, anything can come through. It pulls those things through. Same way with a Ouija board. You know, Ouija board itself isn't, you know, it's, it's paper, it's cardboard, it's plastic. It's not inherently evil. It's the intent. And you can do the same thing without a Ouija board. If you're trying to get in touch with the other side, the Ouija board just focuses that, your attention. But you can do the same thing. And if you're constantly a person that is interested in the paranormal and start reading things and going online and everything about the paranormal, that's going to open up that portal and something is going to come through. Well, shit, now I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) Did you, uh, not, not to like turn this into the you know hollywood version but have you ever encountered i guess what what we're calling demons now or gone i don't want to say like head to head but you know any like kind of unsettling or you know more intense cases where you've come across something like this and and tried to help the person yes i mean there was one in new jersey and it was um it was an apartment, and again, it's very hard with an apartment because you don't get the provenance. A house, you can go back and look and say, okay, you know, go back in the records, because, you know, knowledge is power. So you could go back and say, and, and try to get an idea. It's harder to do that, because people are in, people are out constantly. Uh, but this was an apartment. It, it was in a home, but it was a, it was a, a rented apartment in a home. And uh, there was there was this um, growling thing in this. It was sort of like a storage closet. I don't know what else to call it. It was like this little area that had this little door in the wall, and it was a storage closet. And um, what this thing was growling, and 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 what had happened? It was a young couple. They weren't married, but it was a young couple. And the worst thing you can do is challenge these things because you're always going to lose. And this guy thought he was, you know, Mr. Tough Stuff, and went and said, ah, you're so tough, you know, I'll take you on, that type of thing. Well, that night, this thing was right in his face, and it presented itself as sort of an animal, partial dog type of thing. 
I, I don't know how else to describe it. Come to find out when we went back and we were to find out some more information, and a lot of times, like uh, former tenants, uh, people that live nearby are, are, are great sources of information, if not, you know, the landlord's not always. We found out that there was a lot of, there was a family that lived there that was child abuse, and in that cabinet, that the, the kid used to hide from his stepfather in the cabinet. And this thing was the the um, entity that used to supposedly protect the kid, but it was still there long after the family had gone. That was one. We had another one up here in Massachusetts a couple of years ago where um, this woman was a research scientist. I never mentioned names, but this woman was a research scientist. Um, so she didn't believe in, in the paranormal at all. I mean, she was like, totally, it was totally foreign to her. But her, her husband believed in it, and he was into these ghost hunting shows and that type of stuff. And um, we, were, we were setting up our equipment, and this woman was like 100 pounds soaking wet. I mean, she wasn't very, a big woman. And she lifted off the floor about a foot, and she was thrown on the bed, and she was pinned back on the bed where you could actually see the indentation on the bed. Now, there were five of us because we were called into this case. This was a, a case that we were called in on from another from a group because they didn't know what to do. And we were trying to pull this woman up. And I used to do cell extraction in a prison all the time because I was in, in law enforcement. And, you know, so we were, we were big guys. We couldn't pull this 100-pound woman up. And then all of a sudden, just as you sort of snapped your finger, whatever it was, let go. And we fell backwards. And it was just showing us, ha, 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 this is what I can do. They ended up leaving the home. I mean, they had to, they had to move out. And I mean, there's more to the story, but they had to move out. And also the people that had the apartment in New Jersey with the thing in the closet, they also moved out. I never tell people to move out, but, you know, if we can't get rid of it, we just can't get rid of it. Then it's up to them what they do. Wow. So you were actually there trying to pull the woman off the bed? Yeah, five of us, not just me. And like I said, we used to go in, in cells, hats and bats, take inmates, you know, when I mean, inmates were freaking out, you know, and, and someone with a, someone, someone, you know, like an inmate that was like, you know, freaking out. Sometimes they have the strength of five people and they could be just a, a little person. Yeah. But this woman was a, just a small person and we could not pull her off the bed, five of us. And we were, you know, fairly strong guys. And again, like at the snap of the finger, whatever it was, let go. And, and because we were pulling, we fell backwards because it let its grip go. And um, yeah, so you see these things. Uh, you know, it's 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 uh, it's not unusual to see these things. And not all hauntings are are happy hauntings. It's not you know, it's not Aunt Martha coming to check on on the kids. You, know? <laughs> um, you I mean, you seem like a very upbeat guy. How do you not develop any sort of fears, you know, seeing these things or, I mean, how do you just close your eyes at night and go to sleep and not worry that it's latched on to well, you? Well, you, you know, you, you can't do this 24-7. And, you know, it's the same way in law enforcement. When you're going in, you know, when you're going in into this, I worked in the state prison system in New Jersey. When you're going into the prison, you know, and those paracentric doors, those doors that you, you see on TV and these shows that clang in back of you. Anyone that thinks they have an S on their chest and that they're not afraid, those are the people that are going to get themselves in trouble. And they're the ones that are going to get everyone else into trouble, all the other officers on duty. And it's the same way with the paranormal. When you go in, there's certain protections you can take, but when you go in, no, you know, uh, when something like this happens, 
it startles you. And I don't know if it scares me at this point, but it doesn't scare as much as startle. But you have to have other hobbies. You have to have other things. I mean, even though I've been doing this for 40 years, I don't read paranormal constantly. Once I'm, I'm not doing, I do other things. And the same way with law enforcement, you have to do other things because if not, you're going to burn out very quickly. And it's how I survived so long in law enforcement. It's how, how I survived so long in the paranormal. That makes a lot of sense. Are there any uh, positive stories? Because I don't want to just give all, I don't want to give ghosts a bad rap. <laughs> but anything <laughs> but that was one, almost so much, you know, that's what everyone listens for. No, but, of course, but anything surprising? Yeah, I mean, uh, just on the other side of the spectrum, something just kind of unexpected or almost uplifting or enlightening. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there are. In fact, we, we uh, last year um, we did. Uh, it's a home that used to a huge home that used to be an orphanage, and. Back year, back on the day, back years ago, I mean, now there's a lot of laws and protections for kids and, you know, that type of thing. Back then, there weren't. And, you know, people would get, a, get away with just about anything. And we had um, a situation where, we, where it was a private home, but at, at, the, at one time it was an orphanage. And these kids were basically trapped there. I mean, we, we had recordings of kids laughing and everything but they were basically trapped there and we were able to sort of move them on that isn't so much my job as i'm more of the tech guy uh as as welton arcos the, the psychic that i deal with so that was a good thing because sometimes you can almost feel the the lightness you can almost feel everything just lighten up and you know whenever you can help somebody whenever you make things better for somebody that's a positive and, you know, that's a good thing. So there's a lot of good in the paranormal. I mean, you know, if, you, if I faced, if I didn't get any wins, so to speak, or if I didn't uh, do anything positive or I couldn't help people, there would be no purpose for me doing this. That's, that's true. Um, geez, this is a lot to digest here. Joe's just <laughs> upset he can't burn sage now and... Uh be safe uh, no i just had a question <laughs> i just was asking about the sage because i knew that was something that people were like i need to like clear the room or something like well that. you want to talk about sage let's talk about sage <laughs> sage the best sage can do i mean you see this you know you, you everything everything now back when i started this years ago there were none of these tv shows and i'm not i'm not down on the tv shows i am a little bit on my website but you know you got to figure they have to make them entertaining or nobody's going to watch so if you take them for entertainment then you're doing okay, all right? But, but you know, they, they walk around with this sage, and they do this, and, and once something is on TV, everybody takes it as gospel. Like, like once these shows, these, like Ghost Hunters started, for example, and that started about 11 years ago. It's off the, off the air now. But if you remember, the two of them were plumbers, and you know, that's how they introduced the show. They worked for Roto-Rooter, and they were plumbers, and then they became paranormal. And everyone said, used to say to me, why don't you do it like those plumbers on TV? And, and it's because, you know, they didn't know what they were doing. I hate to say that, but it was true. And when you see something on TV, it then becomes gospel in these ghost hunting groups, and they, they do it. Sage is one of those things. The best sage can do is put a Band-Aid on something. I always say the Band-Aid effect, where it can temporarily make things a little bit lighter. But most of the time, you're just stinking up your house. It's really <laughs> not going to work. And if something is nasty enough, it's not going to go. I'll tell you what. If something, you're, you don't need sage. For example, if something is, is, is a good spirit, 
you don't need sage to get rid of it. You can ask it to go. Talk to it like someone is standing in your room, you know, and say, you're, you know, you're upsetting the kids, you're scaring the pets, you're scaring my wife, you're scaring my husband, whatever it might be. And if, if they're a good human spirit, they'll go. They may not leave, but they'll, they'll, they'll back off. They'll go to this attic or they'll go to the, the basement. That's why attics and basements are always in these haunted house movies. You know, they're going to do something like that. If you've got something, so you, know, you don't need to sage. If you've got something negative, that wants to stick around and wants to be a, a, a jerk, Sage isn't going to do anything. So basically, Sage is worthless, and the most it can do is maybe just put a Band-Aid on something. Noted. Good thing this episode <laughs> isn't sponsored by Sage. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad, because because it's but it's true. But it became very... Invo- there, you know, go... The, I don't consider myself a ghost hunter. I consider myself a paranormal investigator because I do a lot of other things besides, you know, ghosts and hauntings. But, you know, it, it, it's become very, uh, it, it's very trendy. Whatever the trend is seen on TV of the, of the month is what everyone starts doing, you know, and those are the people that you want to keep out of your home because, you know, they're going to make things worse than better. No, it makes sense. And, and again, just doing some research and seeing some of these other sites out there, it's almost comical of just seeing like this, this group was founded in 2017 and there's a picture of like six of them and they sell merchandise already. And it's like, you know, boo, boohoo.com or like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, there, there is so much stuff out there where you could just tell, you know, these people want to be known for this or they are doing something i guess because it's trendy like you said but yeah i mean coming across your website and and seeing how long you've been doing it and just kind of hearing how thorough you are with everything um and like you said i mean you're you know not even charging for this uh seems like you are really in this to help people which is awesome and and there's kind of it i think it opened our eyes there's really this whole world out there of people that are actually, you know, in, in need of this and reaching out to people like you, you know, for help. Yeah. I mean, most of, most of my, you know, most, you know, actually most of my work is word of mouth. I mean, it's, it's, I get the calls and everything, but it's word of mouth. And before my website, it was almost all word of mouth. And that's basically how, you know, and I, and I'm, I'm very um, discreet, you know, a lot of these groups that will go in, and again, I'm not, there's a lot of good groups too, so I'm not downing everybody, but they'll go in and basically they just want to get something to put on their website. You know, they want a picture of an orb, a dust orb or something and say, oh, it's a spirit and put it on mm-hmm. their website. So you got to be careful. You got to be, you know, sort of careful of that too. So it's just like anything else. You know, there are good doctors, there are bad doctors. There's good car mechanics, there's bad car mechanics. There's good paranormal investigators, there are bad paranormal investigators. So you just have to be, you have to be careful. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, there's, there's so much to go into here. I think, you know, this was awesome for us to just kind of get a better understanding of, you know, what this job is and just kind of a, you know, background in history uh, on hauntings and ghosts, you know, from your perspective. Before we wrap it up, is there any advice that you have to anyone listening who, you know, may be in need of this. I, I feel like this is an interesting episode because so many people have their own stories or experiences. And if there's anyone listening that, you know, thinks that maybe they do need to take the next step or, you know, talk to a professional like yourself, you know, what, what's your advice? How, how can they know that, you know, maybe it is time to, you know, try to try to solve this issue? When it starts interfering with your way of life, if it starts interfering with your life, that's the time to do something. 
that's the time to call somebody in. But another, you know, as I've been sort of harping on during the show, do your homework. Make sure you get somebody in there that knows what they're doing. It doesn't necessarily mean the most flashy website. You know, that sometimes they're the worst when you see ghosts floating around and bats. And you know, if it looks like something for Halloween. Run, you know, run from it. Turn, go to another site. So you really have to you have to do your research. Make sure you have someone in there that knows what they're doing. Uh, at the same time, um, again, when it starts interfering with your life. When you can't live your life the way you want to because of whatever is happening, that's the time to take a step to do something. Awesome. And uh, I know you said your phone's ringing off the hook, and I know you probably can't guarantee helping anyone, but if, if there is anyone that would want to contact you uh, that has questions or anything, where can they reach you? They can reach me at uh, my website is uh, www.anthonyduda.com, all in word. My phone number is 857-247-7503. It's right on the website. And uh, they can either text me, they can call me, they can u- go through the website, send an email, uh, whatever is easier for them. Um, I get back to everybody, you know, even if it's something that I can't take care of at that moment, I will always talk to people and try to give them advice. But I do ask people that, um, you know, really read the ghost and haunting section of my website, because that gives you a lot of tips of the most common things that you can do in the most common situations. Awesome. Thank you, Anthony. Really appreciate you uh, coming on the show and talking to us today. You're very welcome. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Okay. I'm all for people that just go all in and like what do you mean like there's just just the confidence that like ghost exists just the certainty oh, i mean him? he's he's experienced some things i mean he's, you believe he's been it. doing it for 40 years you gotta you gotta figure this guy believes you know? yeah i just i feel like unless something happened knock on wood because i don't i don't want to yeah um <laughs> i just <laughs> uh but it, I just, it would be so hard to, to pick a side or be certain. And, uh, well, I guess nothing like is certain until, it. until you, you know, it happens. Experience it. I guess, that, I guess that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing is certain until it happens. It's one of those things. It's kind of like, uh, magic tricks, like card tricks. Like we know this guy isn't changing and you know, there's something happening, mm-hmm. but it's like, I don't you want it to happen to you. You know what I mean? Like when you're at a magic show, you're like, I want to do the trick. Are you saying you want to be haunted? No, no, no. I'm saying like, I think people, they're like, I'm only going to be certain until it, like, I'm not going to say I'm certain until it happens. Gotcha. Something in this situation, people, they don't want it to happen to them. But it's just like one of those things where you ask them and they either go, oh, fuck no, nah, nah, nah. Which I'm definitely not one of those people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Got to keep an open mind. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm I'm very open minded when it comes to stuff like that, especially because this guy he makes it seem like you know he's not a ghost hunter where he's like chasing, uh, you know, these figures that are see through and they look like, you know, they I have mean, a bed sheet. He said some pretty crazy stuff. I'm not I mean, lie. he definitely did. And say, he probably has some of those stories. No, I'm sure he does. But I'm saying like, he he comes at it with a perspective of you know even the paranormal investigator thing. He has a a perspective of like this is just a person in a different dimension or mm-hmm. it's a uh you know an energy or something you know what i mean it's well, not just so professional about it right and that's what makes me feel like okay like this isn't this guy's not trying to be i don't know the right word 
but it just makes it feel more real when he says yeah that. yeah he didn't exaggerate anything he just kind of kept it grounded and it, like we just had however long we were just talking about you know what is a ghost where do they come from how mm-hmm. does this work and it just sounded like i was talking about anything, anything. else yeah, yeah. like <laughs> how yeah like where do babies come from what do they eat what are- yeah i mean it's i can only imagine the stories it must be it must be nuts but it is one of those things where there are just so many experiences that just people from all over the world throughout history have had with paranormal entities ghosts seeing people from their past or loved ones trying to connect with them like it's just how yeah. do you ignore so many yeah, like, similar experiences are we time? really gonna chalk this up as just like oh this is a trick everyone tries to play on each other you know yeah like someone just someone just made up this lie one day so then we're all gonna tell like roughly the same lie to each other like right that's why it's like strange to me like because i don't think people would do that like why like what would be the point of doing that like if everyone does it like if it's completely untrue like why would everyone do it yeah like is oh you're saying like is everyone just playing a trick on like no what i'm saying like I'm, i'm trying to paint the picture of like think of how ridiculous that is like we're all trying to play the same trick on each other. Like no, mm. or there's just a common denominator here. Like maybe this is actually happening to people. Totally. You know? and That's there, why I can't, it's it's hard for me to be like, no way, because it's like everyone says stuff that are roughly around the same things. You know what I mean? And the consistency is there. Yeah. And yes, I'm sure there's that psychological factor of so many of the things that even he said are kind of ingrained in our minds. Like if I were to have a paranormal experience. I would think it would be the temperature changing, like you said, in a room or like a kid or an animal seeing something that I don't see. Or I don't know. Maybe that's just what happens. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm totally happy going through the rest of my life without knowing. (laughs) Yeah. This is not a thing I need to know or be certain of. Yeah, me neither. I'm good. I'm good on that. But are you happy that we got to do the ghost episode? I'm happy. I'm happy. I just like, yeah, it's just so interesting to me. Good. I'm glad you had fun. Thanks. <laughs> uh, anyway, you guys can um, follow me on Twitter at Joe Sanagato. Uh, definitely email us. Go to our website, oplshow.com slash contact. Send us an email. If, we, if it fits for the show, then we will definitely uh, reach out and uh, set something up. Um, also... Our Discord server, which you get if you sign up to our Patreon. For just a dollar. For just a dollar. Patreon.com slash OPL show. Um, our Discord server is basically just a chat room uh, for everyone who is helping support the show. And if you have like a ghost story or you have some sort of experience, we'd love to hear about it. So just throw it into the Discord and, um, you know, we yeah, all can we talk could, about that. Maybe we could get uh, Anthony in there as well. I'm sure and, Anthony and would love to hop in there a little bit. Guys. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be dope. Um, now that we know he does things for free, so there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you can find me at Greg Dybeck, and you can follow the show at OPL Show on Twitter, and leave a rating and review on iTunes. Hmm. All right, and that is all. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.